Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon, listeners. This is Dr. Bruce Kiesling, just a GP, here in the studios of News Radio 650 KNI, your friendly provocateur. And today I want to talk about numbers. You know, let's do the math. I mean, I really don't have to have topics anymore because the people that are advertising so close to this program provide a rich trove of things to launch from. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about Epic Health that advertised just before this program and also the Viagra generic commercial just before this program. Before that, though, I want to um, apologize somewhat to Joe from last week. Folks who see me as a patient know that I never spend less than a half an hour with patient and often it extends to 45 minutes to an hour. On this program, it's a half an hour long. So when you call in with a question, kind of cut to the question right away. Um, and then Joe uh, totally reasonably was uh, curious, concerned about his reaction to the geezer shot, the extra dose shot that he had in his arm and the fact that he had a local reaction. It got hot. It got tender. And then I'm sure, Joe, that it got a little itchy as it resolved very close family member of um, um, uh, my family had a similar reaction, and you take a little Tylenol, you put a cool pack on it, and that reaction is uh, due to at least one of two things. One is there are vehicles within the, the flu vaccine. Again, the flu virus is dead. You don't get the flu from a flu shot. But still, there are some vehicles in there that uh, have to be used in order to deliver the product, you can be allergic to those. It's not severe. Now, remember, you get a shot because you need to have a reaction to the components. You, that creates that reaction, helps stir up the immune response, and that's what protects you. So if you're really vulnerable to the bug that's going around, you're going to have a more of a reaction. And because the over-65 shot, the geezer shot, as I call it, has a little bit more of the component, you're going to have a little bit more of the reaction. So perhaps, uh, Joe, and in the future, please don't be discouraged about taking the flu shot because it really is important and everybody should be getting the flu shot. We are seeing more and more uh, confirmed cultures at our urgent care centers at Primary Care Associates. So you only you don't get your immune response for two weeks after you get the shot. So if you get it right now, what are we, around the 4th, so it won't be the 18th. You really have the immunogenicity on board to protect you. So the bug is circulating. Get your shot. If you're worried about the reaction, put a little cool pack on it afterwards. Um, you know, you can take some Tylenol. That won't interfere with the effectiveness of the shot protecting you. That'll be a good thing. I have to, and uh, every program, I promise I'm going to expose at least one to four misrepresentations and it, and it really goes from misrepresentations all the way to fraud. Uh, in any case, it's misleading. And I think in some cases, all it does is separate you from your money. Other cases, it can do you harm. I'm once again going to mention the plasma-rich, plasma or platelet-rich plasma injections that's being touted by some of the pain clinics in this town. 800 bucks a pop. They do six of them. 
Uh, this is uh, investigational, insufficient evidence to uh, support this very expensive treatment. It may actually be harmful, and the quality of evidence is extremely poor, very low benefit, and it may be harmful in post-op situations. So if someone's trying to sell you a plasma-rich plasma injection, know that your insurance won't cover it, and it may do you no good, and it might do you some harm. Let's talk about EPOC. Now, this is an operation I can talk about. Because when a urology group here in town decided, um, you know, we had this discussion now about two years ago about the standard of care, really, for prostate cancer surveillance, the group decided instead at that particular moment to invest in this testosterone clinic. I found out about it, and I said, gosh, why don't you do what we need to do for prostate cancer surveillance, which, by the way, they've started to do. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. But at any rate, they still went on with this investment with Epic, and they said, well, you, uh, you know, Bruce, you got to talk to these guys. So I met with the CEO, and he, boy, I mean, he was super enthusiastic about how his life has changed because he was on testosterone. He was a young uh, Gen Y almost uh, uh, kind of age person, and he, in fact, I said, I brought up a bunch of uh, concerns about this, and they said, well, come on down and visit us in Arkansas at our headquarters, which I did. So there's not anybody in this town that has more due diligence about knowing what's going on in this operation than me. And I would argue that there's no one in this town that has uh, had a very rigorous program uh, and criteria for testosterone replacement in this town longer than I have. So I really, I think I've earned the right to talk about this particular issue, which has gained a life of its own. Uh, and so many people, I think, are being misled. So let me just say there's one thing that I will support about EPOC. Go in, men. Get your free laboratory work. Take the results and go see a doc you trust. Go to your personal physician to go over it. What we have found over and over again is that folks come back and they've been told, you know, See, I need I need testosterone, and that is just factually incorrect. There is nothing in their data to support that, but it's worse than that. And this is what I had the problem with because Epoch even offered me the medical directorship. They wanted me to run their operation. I said, not only no, but you know the rest of that. What I said to them is, when you give a young man testosterone, uh, you're going to suppress their own testosterone to such a degree that it will also affect their spermatogenesis. Oh, that's no big deal. We can take care of that. Really, you can take care of that. Well, first of all, the 25-year-old who decides he doesn't, well, it doesn't have a relationship perhaps at that moment, but later may want to have children. Well, it's just like the very ambitious young woman at 20 who says, I, I'm just not into kids. At 30, totally different situation, very frequently. So you never want to eliminate a young person's options down the road. What do you do when you give testosterone to a young man? You effectively too often turn him into a eunuch. Now the overall fertility of men has gone down if you look at the statistics and we're not sure exactly what. Is it the hormones we have in our food? What What is it that's causing this overall decrease in spermatogenesis? That's the ability to make sperm and also viable sperm. It's not just the number, it's their morphology. Do they look right? Are they made right, and do they have the right activity? And so we're seeing a decrease in fertility in men. 
Well, when you give a testosterone, it suppresses not only your own testosterone because testosterone is a feedback loop within your own system, just like thyroid has a feedback loop with the pituitary gland that stimulates the thyroid. Your adrenals have a feedback loop through the pituitary gland. And the the sex organs in females and in men have a feedback loop as well. So when you take testosterone outside, exogenous as we call it, you're going to suppress your own production. So if you really go overboard like Schwarzenegger does, you know, your testicles are going to shrink from, if they were avocados, they're going to become something le- a lot less than a golf ball. And respectively, you can do the visual on your own. But at any rate, it's going to shrink your testicles because you're not going to be making as much testosterone. And it really depends on how much you're going to suppress your, uh, your testosterone. Well, shrinking your testicles, maybe not, that doesn't bother you, except that it also will decrease your sperm formation, uh, you know, the, the amount of sperm that you make. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to do be like Lance Armstrong, who before he had his testicular uh, cancer uh, surgery, he uh, had donations of his sperm, he got samples, and he froze them and put them away for future reference. I suppose that's one thing that the young men can do. But what's, what the Epoch folks ha, were uh, proposing when I was, um, like I said, interviewing, or, or and I wasn't interviewing, I was simply looking at their operation, is they give the young men HCG. So they're going to chase the side effect by stimulating with human chorionic gonadotrophin uh, the young man's testosterone, excuse me, spermatogenesis to try to offset this created problem by giving the testosterone. So this is a significant problem and it should not be made light of. The other thing that I have noticed is that when, and this is one of the strong, uh, one of the important things that we monitor in testosterone replacement, is that one, uh, uh, testosterone is abused for several reasons. One is, it, of course, increased muscle mass. It is shortening of recovery time. You know, that's why, you know, in the Tour de France, they're really beating on themselves. They want to shorten their recovery time. And the, another th- uh, side effect of increased testosterone is increased red blood cell mass. So if you have more red blood cells, you can transport more oxygen. You can perform at a higher level. But the problem with too many red blood cells is the blood gets thicker, increases your risk for a lot of organ damage, even strokes and the like. So what happens in EPOC when somebody gets high uh, blood count, they then write a prescription for them to get blood to have some blood taken off so that they can get back down into normal range. So yet again, another uh, side, you know, we're, we're chasing another side effect. I have a problem with that, folks. I still have a problem with that. If you're going to advertise close to this program, I'm going to hammer you if I believe your science is not good. And you're welcome to come on the program at any time to debate me on this, but I know what you do. I've seen your operation. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Viagra. You heard, I think, and if I got my math correct, it was a, I wasn't paying complete attention to the details of the advertisement, but it sounded like it was $2, and they would, as generic uh, Viagra would be mailed to you. Now, I'm big in generics. I'm also big in people being able to get 360 pills at a time instead of having to come back to the pharmacy every 90 days. I'm really big on having the pharmacy have your prescription ready and not just tell you uh, it'll be ready for you in 20 minutes. Now go and, and circulate in the store and do some impulse buying. 
I'm really big on folks respecting our time and that the government, businesses, insurance companies have the least respect for our time because it doesn't cost them anything, and there's some possibility of some upside. And it really bothers me, but not everybody, that you know when you have to go in every 90 days to pick up your prescription, when, when you have a chronic condition that can be well-managed, you have good relationship and good communication with your personal physician, and you're monitoring your own blood pressure and the like, there is no reason for you not to be able to get 360 pills at a time, except for the manipulation of your time, your money, and for another event uh, that can be billed. So I mentioned last week uh, there's at least one pharmacy in town, that's Fred Myers, on Northern Lights, reluctantly, but still will give you 360. They won't bill your insurance, but if you're on a generic, it can be so inexpensive when you do the math, it's less expensive than if you go through your um, your pharmacy benefit manager, which is a whole other topic. And I mean really do the math. For instance, the most common blood pressure medicine, Lysinopril, you can get 360 of them uh, for as little as 30 bucks. And what is your time worth if you don't have to go back to the store every 90 days? Okay, so I, I really, and then I mentioned to you about uh, the eBay-style pharmacy, the BIDRX, B-I-D-R-X. You can go online eBay style, they'll bid on your prescription, and especially in generics, you can find very, very competitive prices. They will mail order it to you. The mailing is free, and again, you can get 360 days. Now, folks, you know why I have a, a remote start that I have to use year-round and why I have to hire a taster uh, beginning last week. It's because, you know, I'm not making friends uh, talking to you about this, but, you know, uh, it, it's just... It's just wrong. I mean, you need to know that this, this, uh, this kind of stuff is going on. However, we need to do the math. So generics are not always the best thing, and I don't believe in generics for certain medications. And I, I don't just speak for myself. I speak about phys from physicians' point of view when we're trying to manage fairly delicate metabolic situations. For instance, thyroid replacement, the generic thyroid, just, you know, generics have a wide spectrum of acceptability. It can be plus or minus uh, 10% at least in terms of what you get in one batch versus another, whereas the branded thyroid has to be within a very narrow range. And so when we're titrating, meaning adjusting a person's dosage to get to the optimum dose that you need to get at the perfect state that, you, that we want you to be in and for you to enjoy from a thyroid replacement point of view, you don't want to have to go back and forth with a lot of different um, dosing, even though you get the same dose that it looks like in terms of milligrams, its actual therapeutic and bioavailability varies that much. But in general, the generics work very, very well at an incredibly less price. The problem, though, is that the pharmacies make more money on generics than they do on branded medicine, so you really have to do your shopping to find out where to buy your generics as well. Well, this most recent advertisement, just before this program, I'm going to tell you, um, you know, it's, let's do the math. If it's $2 for 20 milligrams, wow, 40% less, they said, less than, than um, you know, a branded Viagra. Is that right? What's the normal dose of Viagra? It's at least 50 milligrams, and often it's 100 milligrams. So let's multiply $2 times 5. And we get up to a $10 a pill. 
we're kind of back to square one, aren't we? So that's, I think, gross misrepresentation. And you don't have the benefit of being branded Viagra. Now, am I going to defend the pricing of Viagra? No. But when guys bitch to me about the Viagra, I tell them, I've been doing this for 45 years. Let me tell you that it works a whole lot better than rhino horn. It's a lot cheaper than rhino horn. And the rhinos are a whole lot happier. So give me a break. You know, uh, these things, this medicine really works. It's wonderful. It, and, you know, it's, it supports, uh, I hope, uh, responsible intimacy. And, and so, you know, let's put it in a context. What do you spend for your lattes? What do you spend for your, uh, a variety of, of discretionary income? But in this particular case, the, that bait that you should go out and buy the generic Viagra because it's going to save you a lot of money, well, not only is that not true, but you're not going to necessarily get the same purity. Again, the generic is going to have that range that they have to meet, which is quite a bit less precise than when you get a branded medication. Five two two zero six fifty. Don't let me scare you off. I want to talk about diet, about nutrition. I want to talk about sad seasonal affective disorder, but I also want to talk about the sad situation with the standard American diet. I teased you a little bit, uh, I think a week or two ago, uh, having to do with one of my colleagues, Dr. Simino, her passion for vegetarian uh, diet and her presentation to our group about the benefits of it. And I want to talk uh, quite a bit about that over the ensuing weeks because I'm investigating it more myself. It's, they've got some fairly um, interesting representations. Um, I'm going to mention that, you know, we talk about cognitive impairment and, you know, can dietary interventions uh, really matter in helping us to preserve cognitive function? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, the best study is the Mediterranean diet, which is high in grains, vegetables, fruit, potato, nuts, seeds, those sort of things. Uh, it's low in red meat, low in poultry, dairy, and alcohol. One of the things about um, this Dr. Geiger, who's kind of the guru of uh, the plant-based nutrition, and his book called Don't Die of This, his name is Michael Greger, G-R-E-G-E-R. gave you that name earlier, and I'm working through his book. So, it, uh, but the Mediterranean diet is very close. The dietary approach uh, to stop high blood pressure called DASH, D-A-S-H, is similar. But it's higher in um, dairy product. And uh, one of the things that I've been reading about, and Dr. Simino has brought to my attention, is some of the dangers of casein, which is a product uh, that uh, is a nutritional byproduct of milk. And some of the studies showing that milk is not necessarily the best thing for us, and uh, it's hard to kick the habit. I mean, there's actually, um, it is literally addictive. It has uh, casomorphins that uh, trigger the same feel-good sensations as opiates, but, but the metabolic consequences of it are, you know, the data is coming in fairly compelling about um, its ability to accelerate growth of certain cancers and increase the risk for certain cancers. I'll talk more about that. But let me finish this uh, discussion about dementia and diets and say that the Mediterranean diet, the DASH diet is similar but not as good as the Mediterranean. But Then there's the MIND diet, which is, wait for it, the Mediterranean slash DASH intervention for neurodegenerative delay. It's called the 
MIND diet, M-I-N-D diet. It incorporates elements of both these diets, and it places more emphasis on the berries, nuts, the beans. And it is a, it is a myth that you are going to get protein deficient if you are vegetarian. I mean, you if you eat the right things, you absolutely can have adequate uh, protein intake. The protein intake, in fact, it appears that you know having less protein intake up to age 65 has some very positive effects in terms of not about quality of life and decreased incidence of certain cancers. After 65, we have to think about uh, because uh, frequently. Uh, the older folks don't eat enough protein, and they get uh, some muscle wasting. We'll talk more about that, but in general, look at the Mediterranean Dash diet, the MIND diet. Look into the book that I mentioned. Go on the website, nutritionfacts.org. That's nutrition facts altogether, no space between the two words, nutritionfacts.org. Read about it, and then call in with your questions. And as for this living long, like Groucho Marx said, anyone can get old. All you have to do is live long enough. Groucho, quote. The the point is not living long, but living well. And I have to mention, you know, right now, the target-rich population are boomers. I mean, that's just the reality. And everybody's going after, in the health industry, the discretionary income of the boomers. You can't go by a magazine kiosk, and not find at least one, maybe seven different magazines. And this is their health issue. This is their wellness issue. This is their cognitive preservation issue. It is a, I mean, it's, this is where the money's at, folks. And, you know, every once in a while, for grins and giggles, I'll pick up a Rob report. Talk about choking on cream. I mean, this, the, the folks that can afford the stuff in this magazine or something else, you know, on the on the special section, health and wellness, most recent Rob report, you've got Porsches on the front, you got Audis on the front. One's uh, two hundred thousand dollars, another one's more than that. But inside, in this health and wellness, you have the twenty five thousand dollar executive physical, the next generation health exam, which unites genetics, high tech imaging, and cellular data, so that we can know more about our own health than ever before. Well, this is a very interesting article, and I'm not going to probably be able to handle it all with the remaining time, especially if you call in with a question. We have time for at least a question before the end of the hour. Don't be intimidated. But waiting for your call, I'm going to tell you about this $25,000 executive physical and why I find there's some flaws to it. There is a brilliant man. His name is J. Craig Venter who believed he could map the genome faster and, and for less money than what was done by the NIH, and it cost a billion dollars. He did it. You know, I, I, this guy is really smart, no question about it. He did it in 2000. Uh, he sequenced his own genome in 2000 for a mere $100 million. Problem is, he hasn't been able to really monetize that well. Now, that's a very popular word, monetize. You come up with an idea, people say it's great, but how are you going to make money with it? Okay? That's what we mean by monetizing it. And Craig's just, you know, he's well off. Obviously, if he could find the $100 million to do that particular research, which is great. I'm, I'm not discounting that. Um, he's, he's not hurting for, for money. But 
this gene sequence is just not kicking off quite like everyone had hoped. First of all, what are you going to do with the data? I mentioned, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek, DNA also stands for do not ask. When there are certain specific DNA tests, there are certain specific gene disorders that we can actually do something about. The BRCA gene in breast cancer, for instance. But all of this gene testing, all it does is create anxiety. We can't do anything about it. If you found out that, you know, gosh, you might uh, be, uh, you know, be at, at a higher risk uh, for any of a number of diseases, does it really change what you need to do in order to preserve your health when we have nothing to prevent it, per se, except your good health? When we know that, for instance, uh, that the Mediterranean DASH diet plus exercise plus staying away from sugar substitutes you know, when folks that, uh, you know, say, well, I'm going to stay away from sugar, that's a good idea. But you need to stay away from sugar substitutes, too. The diet drinks and, and other things that are put in food, uh, because we talked about it on, at length, how that fakes out the body. And the body's not going to be faked out. And so you create some nutritional problems. Just go to the, the plant-based diet, read about it, and, and don't think about what you are denying yourself. Think about what you're adding to your program. So I saw a, a patient recently, brings in a jar of stuff, and this guy's bright. You know, uh, all my patients really are bright. Um, you know, they, they, they're, they're good at whatever they do. And yet they come in with these, these cans of stuff and bottles of stuff and say, what do you think of this? And so this, had, this particular product had a bunch of things that you get in a multivitamin. I said, that's fine. But then it listed about... <laughs> 40 different plant herb and fruit extracts. Well, let me tell you, folks, the extracts don't cut it. Plus, we talked about earlier, truth in advertising, there's absolutely no control of this industry. You have no idea what you're getting. Plus, even when they do study it and show that there's just a bunch of junk in there or not, not anything close to what's being represented, the extract is never as good as the whole food itself. Now, I did look at it. I did look at the ingredients, and I saw turmeric. Okay, we've talked about turmeric on this program. And turmeric actually has some interesting stuff. I mean, there's some spices that not only help you with your appetite when you have your ambitions for weight control, but it also, um, turmeric, a quarter teaspoon daily, uh, they have some studies in colon, prostate, urinary cancers, and multiple myeloma that there's some value there. How much? I don't know. Is there a downside to a quarter teaspoon of real, live, you know, wholesome, not, ex next, not extract turmeric? No. Is it expensive? No. So it meets my basic criteria of it doesn't do you any harm, can really flavor to your food, can help suppress your appetite a little bit, which can be good when you're trying to count calories or reduce. So there's no downside here. There may be upside. This is a good idea. Testosterone when you don't need it, that's a bad idea. Stepping on your bathroom scales every morning. They did a study about that. It helps people lose weight, keep the pounds off. I actually had an argument with a psychologist one time who said, oh, no, you shouldn't keep, you know, people shouldn't keep diaries because it'll just make them neurotic. What nonsense. If your mind is troubled and you write down uh, what's troubling it, it helps create some boundaries. It helps you control some of those thoughts uh, rather than them just being randomly uh, in your face all the time. And similarly, you get on the scales, it's never about beating yourself up about the cheesecake you had or the ice cream 
yesterday. It's about setting your goals for the day. It's about today and what you're going to do today. And letting that uh, daily weigh-in slip results in fewer pounds lost. You get on the scales every morning after you've emptied your bladder, buck naked, get your number, go through your day, set your goals. That's going to be your lowest weight in the 24-hour period, but it's also going to standardize your number and give you good guidance uh, for moving forward. This nutrition business, though, has a lot of conflicting opinions. One will say nutrient uh, deprivation, leaving certain nutrients from a diet for a few months, helps prevent certain precancerous things. Adding some prevents other cancers. Very confusing. I'm going to try to sort through that as best I can um, intermittently with other topics uh, over the next few weeks. But you know where I'll be next Tuesday because I'll be here in the studios of News Radio 650 KENI, your friendly provocateur, just a GP. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.